Hey everyone, welcome to the Just Pick Something podcast where we discuss movies and TV shows. I'm Jakes and I'm here with my podcast co-host Franco. Hey, what's up? I, I always manage to laugh a lot or giggle way too much when we talk. You know, someday we'll, we'll, we'll get the hang of it. Yeah. Then at the same time, isn't that less fun? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> so this time we're going to talk about the 2022 film White Noise, directed by Noah Bomb. Bach? Bombach? Adapted from the 1985 novel with the same title by Don DeLito. Bombach's first directed feature, not to be based on an original story of his own. It stars Adam Driver, uh, Greta Gerwig, Don Cheadle, Andre 3000. So, uh, what did you think about this movie, Franco? Um, think... I mean, I'll be real, man. I, I I don't think I like this one. This was not really. Yeah, I was not a fan of this one. I don't I don't know. I like maybe I'll be swayed in a specific direction. I think I liked it more than I disliked it. Currently, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I got what a lot of it was going for, and at some points, I was like, kind of lost in what they were trying to do or say. Or what this kind of like was trying to um, come up with an interpretation of this movie. But I just don't think I really liked it. Despite me kind of looking things up after the fact and being like, oh, okay. So this is, I guess, what they were trying to go for and talk about or comment on, you know? Okay, so I have no knowledge of the book. Me either, actually. (laughs) that clear. Um, I looked up a little bit about the book just to get like a... Hey, well, like what's what's like a significant change from it or like ah, i wonder how similar this specific plot point is because it, it mirrors certain things that i want to see if it's real uh in the book i know that the events that happened actually did take place in real life oh really yeah there was a train accident or a toxic airborne events that this movie was based off. I think it was loosely based off of this, okay. but it's something like that actually did happen. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not that important to the movie, honestly. It feels like it's secondary. It's like the thing that occurs in the background and affects the characters, but not really almost. Is that is that okay to say, fair to say about the, the train derailment? Um... <laughs> No, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, inc- I, look, so when I first, with, without knowing anything about the book, I thought, well, first off, without knowing that it was based off a book, right. if you told me this is an entirely original work and I had to like interpolate what everything was, I thought that that was like the key to this entire movie was the train, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, you know, ar- arguably it is, it's like the second act, the, you know, what starts the second act, so in like a movie structurally but is incredibly integral but at the same time it's like the um i guess it's the inciting incident so yeah yeah that's Um, true but it's if you had not told me that this was based off a book from like forever ago right Mm -hmm. and you would have been like all right cool there's a new movie from white called white noise from 2022 and here you go watch it i would have been like oh this is a COVID movie. Got it. Oh, okay. That's funny. <laughs> because it is literally a, a, a scientific disaster that is an airborne pathogen that people get a mass hysteria about. They're like, oh, there's misinformation from the government. They know more. They don't know more. They say the symptoms are this. Well, now you're going off of old, outdated symptoms. 
and you're thinking you have the outdated symptoms and they're just not they're not the symptoms anymore oh now we're stuck in quarantine oh do you think they really care about us because if it was really real then you would see all these news reports about us in quarantine and all about how, how our situation is going and then you get the situation of like oh well i've got it now what does that mean it's like oh well you we don't really know what that means for you getting it mm -hmm. until several years from now we won't really know what that means until we see the long-term effects of it mm. and so it's just like the the fact that it came out this year uh last year i was like oh this is a COVID movie. Like this was very much <laughs> like all these talking points about this trade derailment, the getting affected, affected by it, the way people responded to it. I was like, all of this is, there's the whole entire like capitalism aspect to it. Like how Americans react to it in terms of like the, the supermarket, how they move past things for like trivial stuff. It yeah. very much, I was like a hundred percent down with just this whole entire like capitalism angle and COVID angle. And then I found out it was written like 50 years ago. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> are we really that predictable? Are we really that bad? <laughs> I mean, okay. It, it feels like there you're right about a lot of that i didn't really pick up on those themes initially watching this movie i mean i picked up on some like the capitalism thing is really 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 apparent yeah. by the way they're like interacting with capitalism all the food and the supermarket and you know the the medications and the tv and when the inciting incident does happen the way they like are treated and all these other things but man i just think that like I don't know something it just it just didn't really i i feel like i i, I don't really uh, not like but what this movie is trying to say about all that just feels like kind of meh i don't know if that's the best way to put it i'm still trying to form my thoughts on it but yeah i i just don't i wasn't that into it initially you know yeah i get that because it's it's definitely a bizarre film the only reason I like I got even close to just like being okay with it. I was like, oh okay. Like the first act is talking about, you know, it's it's so it's such a weird pointed criticism of America and like how Americans view things. Um I was really confused by like a lot of the stuff in terms of like what the what the the main critique of the movie was about. Look, for the first like ten minutes, I thought it was just critiquing white people. Um <laughs> Specifically, what I think this was going for was showing a, a point in time in American society and how that really hasn't changed dramatically, but also is pretty different. Because, like, this movie feels like it would be taking place in the 80s, you know? Yeah. Like, this attitude, at least, like you said, maybe it's just of this white family feeling like, oh, yeah, nothing's going to happen. Everything's going to be fine. We don't really have to worry about it nothing happens to us everything's gonna be okay this this can't be happening to us i mean that happened two years ago <laughs> yeah. right but like at the same time there's just this feeling of arrogance yeah like privileged arrogance that just is projected to me from this family and what they're going through and not that they deserve the 
like the series of events that happens to them but it just feels like if this was any different perspective in 1980s america the story would have taken place a lot differently than what we were watching you know and i feel like that's part of what they were trying to talk about was just showing the state of what it felt like to be in this family dynamic structure in the 1980s right because yeah. like i don't i don't know if i would be reacting the same way but also i currently live a life where i'm used to expecting things to get crazy or or the government not to be on top of things or handle things properly and some of that is probably from covid but you know definitely not what 1980s america probably thought of everything yeah it was so yeah so the first 10 minutes of it i was like okay so the movie's called white noise i have no idea what it's about and it starts with this like diatribe about car crashes in movies and i'm like what the heck is this about and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too but it was Don Cheadle talking, and then it cut, cuts to Adam Driver's character. Uh, Adam Driver's character is, like, the guy when it comes to Hitler. And I was like, oh, my God. Dude, that, that was so weird. That was so weird. Such a weird choice. And and so... Um, <laughs> he's, the, he's the professor of Hitler studies. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> why is this a thing? And it just immediately, as soon as I found that out, I was like, white noise. I was like, oh, it's like a, is this like a white people thing? And this is not to like go against any white people, obviously. But it's just one of those things where it's like, the only people who are like, yo, super pro-Hitler are like white people. <laughs> See, <laughs> or like want to talk about that guy super hard. And it's so one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, well, that's how it used to be anyway. Let's get him. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, uh, well, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, but uh, I'm, like, I'm watching this, I'm like, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, oh my God, like white noise. It's just a bunch of like, and it just is, you know, for like the first 10 minutes, aside from the Don Cheadle, like uh, monologue is just a bunch, like a, it's just a white family just talking over each other just non-stop and i'm like okay white noise here you go here's these white people this guy who does hitler studies there's <laughs> all this white family in suburbia no in, in academia academic suburbia and it's like mm. oh my god like what is like i thought it was a like a critique on that like it was right. like a, and it probably is there's probably some you know and that's probably like where the attitude comes from. Like this, like you mentioned, like they're like, oh, well, nothing ever happens to us. And Adam Driver says as much. He's like, you never see a professor going on a boat where there's a major flood. <laughs> yeah. And so the idea that, um, so I see that, but then I, like, I, I, it switched as I was like, wait, what are they trying? Like, like this movie came out last year. So like, it's clearly not talking about like, I was like, they're like, what is like the closest thing I could think of? To like any of the stuff they're discussing and i'm like oh they're talking about um like when there's chaos and stuff they look towards leaders of certain types certain types of leaders i'm like oh we're talking about elvis and and uh we're talking about hitler i was like oh okay so this is clearly the trump <laughs> parallel that we're going dude they, they said i think this is one of the few movies that i th i don't think i've ever heard the word or the name hitler said so many times oh my god so <laughs> many times there's so many references to Hitler. They say it so many times. <laughs> and I've never heard anybody like endearingly referred to as like the man about Hitler. Like, uh, like, yeah, I mean, not to take away from your like analysis and conveying it to Trump, but like, man, did I, I, one thing that just caught me was just how much this man seems to like revere Hitler and the, how the movie doesn't go out of its way to show this as kind of like foolish or like, you know, misplaced, but just a matter of fact that 
yeah, of course this guy loves this guy, right? And and it just feels like, oh, is this movie talking about like how you know without historical context or maybe by in the hands of someone who's directly been affected by tragedy you're glorifying these things and losing the point of like historical significance of horrible events or something because you know the movie horrible events happen to everyone and it's not until you're directly affected by it does everyone's perspective on things start to maybe change but then you know everything is fine i guess or people are like oh everything is okay look you know events over back to normal life but then you know, yeah it's such a weird it's so weird <laughs> yeah and <laughs> the fact that like it literally is like the entire time it's like like it's it's such a weird point to never to never like challenge a character on right yeah. and, and even by like the characters who probably should have challenged the, the characters on it like don Cheadle's character doesn't seem to be bothered by anything that like his colleague and seemingly best friend loves hitler so goddamn much like, i don't know it's like it's like he doesn't even have a problem with it he's like i want to be like how you are with hitler but with elvis and i'm like what what with why do you equate these two figures what, what is it that we're like see, what is the I'm like, oh my god, I don't understand it. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I okay, I get the idea that this is supposed to be a satire on things, but like, what it, it, is it supposed to be a satire of one thing or multiple things? And that's the point, you know? Yeah, because I, like, so in the, the, I don't know if you looked into the book at all. I have not. So the first act, which they they mirror the acts in the in the in the movie as they do in the book, mm -hmm. but the first act apparently is a satire on academia right which is pretty clear i i think that did come across you know yeah. like the professors are professors of of nothing like yeah nothing. they're just showboating there's like really no substance there uh yeah it's just a, a, a false intellectualism right like yeah they're like you're brilliant i was like well you have to be brilliant everybody's brilliant like we're all brilliant here yeah well one character or one person actually is and even then she's like, yeah, everyone expects me to be brilliant because I am a professor of neurochemistry, right? Yeah. So no one knows what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, I feel like you can know what that means from the title, right? You, it's the study of the electrical chemicals that are in someone's brain, right? Like neurotransmitters, you know, serotonin, dopamine, other things. Yeah. But they treat it as like this mystifying unknown and compare it to like the other studies, like the study of car crashes. The man whose whole thing is Hitler. It's <laughs> <laughs> a college. There's a whole entire course like that this man tr teaches that is just Hitler. Yeah. What the heck kind of school is it? And you and, know what kind of school it is? It's a white school. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not lost on me that his whole classroom uh people or the people in his classrooms are just white people and they all seem to be there not to like study World War II or the horrible consequences of, you know, the genocide multiple kinds of people. But just to be like, oh yeah, Hitler, what a great guy. <laughs> oh, so it goes to, even to the point where one of the students is like, oh, can we talk about this plot? And he's like, what is a plot? Uh, what is what is a plot if not something that moves towards the, like, no 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 what is the plot what is the, the the actual historical event that this kid has asked you about not your like weird professor diatribe about the <laughs> meaning of words <laughs> yeah and and i wonder how much of this satire is because of 1980s academia like you know because it isn't this way at all in current university systems where you know everything is high 
hyper focused on pu putting you in a job you know like even uh classes you take not to be part of your major still revolve around the idea that eventually you can probably put these skills into the workforce right like you're not going to get a, a class on car crashes in any prob probable modern day university system yeah, so i don't uh, yeah that's the whole thing was just like that's a whole that's the first half yeah i guess <laughs> right this is apparently a critique on that mm -hmm. right the second act um was uh, i can think a whole bunch of things like i know they were talking about like it's like a thing about like like they're, they're talking about the the evacue simulation people were like a like a whole entire thing about like how how reality is becoming more like a simulation and less like reality and mm. it's about like the because i mean the second part starts i guess with the actual explosion the toxic airborne event right that triggers this mass evacuation and it doesn't even trigger it immediately because they're like kind of building up to the fact that uh i guess as the title implies the white noise of it all there's uh you know a smoke alarm going off that no one pays attention to reports of accidents on the news no one's paying attention to and then when the actual event does happen it takes uh, a literal siren and people to be to leave for everyone to start taking it seriously yeah. i mean hey on the one hand why while i maybe wasn't super into this movie it was shot beautifully like there was a ton of really great scenes and framing of like characters and like moments this movie looked yeah. great cinematography is really good mm -hmm. there was one shot in particular i was like oh that's like their little money shot which was like one of the daughters looking had like a was like looking through like a green the drawer yeah yeah or, i was like they did that they shot that specifically oh <laughs> yeah but there was also the shot of like the looming cloud of toxic gas that was over the the trail of cars leading to the highway yeah or the the shot where adam driver's character jack the hitler studies professor was um looking at the shell yeah yeah or looking for the the one time where he was looking for that bottle and he had all the trash around him and the camera was like panning upward kind of like yeah. in a circle yeah beautiful cinematography and yet even in part two this movie i i feel like still was just like going crazy with what he wanted to talk about it was a lot because mm -hmm. the second part uh was a toxic yeah the, it was so weird because there's so much in this movie and i don't it's it's i don't think most people would enjoy it um i definitely would recommend it as like a discussion point film more than i would like oh you'll definitely like get a kick out of it it's more of like a, oh you should watch it so that we could like you know go over the points bit by bit and like see what you thought about this moment yeah as opposed to being like oh man didn't you love it when Adam Driver's character and Don Cheadle had like a back and forth monologue about Elvis and Hitler at the exact same time, which was a great scene. It was really well done. It's again, so freaking weird man <laughs> yeah and like and it was it felt it was really cool the way they were following the characters around and they were going with this back and forth between the two and i you know it goes with that satire of academia like everyone's on like just following the words of this like monologue about hitler and i'm just like is no one gonna just just say like why this man is just revering this man this crazy like you know hitler to the point where it feels absurd and i guess that's the point of the satire but still like what the fuck <laughs> yeah I, yeah i think that's i think that is the satire of it where it's like oh yeah we're just gonna get really into hitler's like this is weird guys yeah i and, mean it, <laughs> go ahead sorry <laughs> I mean, no, it, you, no you're fine <laughs> i didn't really have much to say other than like yeah it's it's weird that they focus so much on <laughs> well i mean 
<laughs> part of it feels like you know you can continue that that idea of satirizing academia by pointing out the fact that um there's this reverence coming from like the the white teachers and jack glandy i think is his name adam driver's character and how he fe it feels like his character as he says in the movie is obsessed with death so he's revering hitler because of the amount of death he had, he caused, but also at that same time, why, why him, right? <laughs> like out of all yeah, figures, I don't, I don't uh, know what this movie's trying to go for. <laughs> um, then it also like, because I mean, this is, yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it goes like, and then it moves past that, and I'm like, okay, so main reason I thought it was most, mostly like a quarantine, like centered film it's because the third act kind of like drops all of that stuff uh -huh. and then focuses in on like depression and like like the idea of like fearing death and stuff like that and like taking medication to like combat that and yada yada blah blah, blah right and like drug addiction and all that stuff and then there's like a bit at the end about religion and beliefs and stuff like that and i was like there's what okay what huh <laughs> Like well, there's consumerism, there's academia, there's religion, uh -huh. there's depression and the medicate medication and the government and there's so much going on in this movie and it just doesn't yeah. seem to like flow in a way that I feel like is coherent. But like if you take it into the if you take it into like the the umbrella of like America's response to COVID, right? It kind of does. Mm -hmm like kind of like stitch itself together if that makes sense yeah because you see you know the how mundane things were then there's this major cast catastrophic event that like screws <laughs> with everybody's day-to-day -day lives and then after the fallout of that and how people's relationships have changed you know the their mentality the way that they deal with certain things the things that come to light after something like that where it's like oh yeah like if you look at it through like the lens of like you know you look at it through like the covid lens it makes it like a little bit more digestible right mm -hmm. in my in my in my eyes at least but like if you just watched it and you didn't yeah. have any of that context for like modern day i feel like this, like, yo, this would just be lost mm -hmm. on anyone <laughs> i mean as i mean that's fair but i mean aside from the covid uh comparison you know it also just feels like it's trying to like talk about the obsession with capitalism from the 80s because the book yeah. was from the 80s and like, we're in the point where capitalism has only gotten worse yeah. and right now i feel like there's very much a uh discussion happening around the u.s of people kind of rebelling against capitalism or trying to right trying to say enough's enough i hate it i hate capitalism late stage capitalism and then in this movie we get to see how people take comfort in the capitalism of the 80s right like you have characters talking about how they love the supermarket or scenes shot in the supermarket showing how capitalism and the products equate safety and comfort and normal like normalcy right well, i think that that was 100 percent also in line with the the, the covid yeah yeah for sure because uh, because you know this conversation about capitalism happened like what like 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 let's I, like I would, you know, we would all say that like it really started. Like, it didn't really start until the 2020 election, right? Like, Bernie kind of like brought up the topic, and then like COVID kind of dug that thing in, right? Where it was like, like a lot of people were like, it was it was a topic for a while, right? But like in the mainstream landscape, right? Mm -hmm. It was very much like mm -hmm. leading up to the 2020 election. It was like 
oh, people are like socialist. And that's weird. Like, isn't socialism a bad thing? Socialism, socialism, <laughs> anti-capitalist. What are you talking about? 2020 yeah. happened. Um, I mean, if anything, it was a reaction to being like, man, things really suck. I don't want this to keep being a thing. We should probably do something. Well, yeah, it was like, like the the way that businesses reacted to covid and specifically where like how they treated workers yeah. how the the in, quote unquote inflation right i'm not gonna call, i'm not gonna call mm -hmm. price gouging by major companies inflation because we all know what they're we all know what they're doing <laughs> no yeah i know what you're doing with my eggs you're trying to charge me saying it's you know due to inflation pressures we know you just want more money from eggs don't lie you're like oh wait we realized that you guys are willing to absorb these costs <laughs> on everything else. We might as well increase the profit, the uh, our profit margin on eggs. Uh -huh. Not like we're yeah. making less chickens. <laughs> Cut that shit out. <laughs> um, so like the idea that like it's just like ramped up recently, where it's like that's a hundred percent. But that mo this movie is also talking about, where it's like, yeah, no, the American people find comfort in like. In the f the fucking craziest things, right? We start the movie off with yeah. someone talking about how, oh yeah, the European countries can't frame a car crash the way Americans can. Americans make car crashes look good. Like these are great things that happen, like amazing optimistic moments. And the first car crash we see is one that starts off this major catastrophic event in this movie, right? And then it, the next car crash we see is like showing the devastation of that on like people around the, it's like, oh my God. And only Americans would be like, no, this was really cool though. Yeah. It was really well shot. Yeah. I mean, even, even, they even did the whole spectacle thing by showing like amazing cinematography of the resulting yeah, like the, the, uh, effects the lady of like the car crawling crash, on the ground right? to like reach for the one thing and like the kids playing like jacks or something out of like their broken back window uh -huh. yep <laughs> it's like what in the world are you guys oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like if you okay so this is part part of the movie feels like things do tie together and in, in a way where it's like trying to tie all the satire together. Yeah. And then sometimes it just doesn't feel that way. And it feels very loosely connected. I feel like there's like, it's like, <laughs> it is the Charlie Day meme, right? That's this movie. It is so <laughs> ridiculously scattershot that the only possible connection is just the, just the one thing, right? And if you if, if you don't find that one little tiny bit, right, it's like it's all. What's what's the name of the person again? Uh, if it's not all Pepe, Pepe Silvia, Silvia right? Then what? Like, there's nothing else that connects all of it, right? It just feels so like just nothing. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like I mean, no, so like I feel like that's how this movie is. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you could probably possibly say that the whole idea of uh, you know, um, death and once identity is kind of runs through this because you know you have the start of the movie with the car crashes then the potential of death with the cataclysmic events of the toxic airborne thing and then you have the characters yeah. having to talk about and deal with like oh yeah i fear death oh i also am obsessed with death i'm the one that fears death and then how that influences their behavior and how like the characters are shams of who they actually try to be all these things but at the same time it's just it feels like that's not prevalent enough to be what the movie's about you know yeah yeah i thought i, th I thought i was gonna go into a lot more um 
with a bunch of different things with like the daughter and how she was reacting to certain things and how the son was acting in regards to like man we haven't even talked about those kids those kids are like just non-stop uh like into something you know yeah like it, it well, the one of them is just obsessed with like scientific facts about you know chemicals and uh biology and all these things the other one is like constantly a detective trying to figure out what's going on and the other one's just kind of quiet and yeah it was a big family all a lot of talking and dialogue going on at once i guess part of that white noise <laughs> God, God. yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it was <laughs> And I was wondering if it was like the white noise was like the stuff. I was, I was trying to figure out what the white noise was referring to, right? Mm-hmm. And they kind of like make their theory of what it is in regards to like death, yeah. Right? Which I guess would be the prevailing theory because it is talked about throughout all three acts, mm-hmm. right? It's death and how that is, yeah. Right? But I, it is a hard movie to get into. <laughs> I mean, it, it was there was enough in it where I was interested and. I, I liked to watch it, but it's just, it felt like even though it was probably purposeful with the way it handled its story by feeling kind of chaotic and strung together with all these different themes and uh, satirical elements, but at the same time, it just felt like, I don't know, like a lot of like an endless stream of just different uh, things that it was trying to do. And maybe that's the whole point because of, you know, white noise, just a lot of uh, meaningless, crazy information or something, but I don't know. It just something about this movie just didn't connect with me in a way where I would be like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to watch this movie again," or "Ooh, I can't wait to dive into what this movie could actually be about." You know? I mean, I I think there's I think I do like that. I I like discussion around media. Yeah, I mean, me too. So like, I I would be interested in that, right? Like, I'm having fun talking about it here. Right? I am as well. I was, yeah. I was, t- I was talking with someone the other day where, um, I hate lazy media, com- uh, critique and like consumption, mm-hmm. which is like, I found recently is like very popular and uh, a good example of it is, I don't know if you've watched it yet mm-hmm. or if you plan on watching it, but, uh, the Velma show. Right? Oh yeah. That. Okay. If you want to take attention and talk about that, I would love to, because I haven't watched the show. I am so annoyed with the way that the internet obsessed with this show. So, okay, so real quick tangent. I was watching Velma, and I'm like, wow, this show is not great. <laughs> it doesn't do things very well. It does very things, a lot of things very sloppily. And um, I'll continue watching it because, like, there are, like, aspects of it that I think are, like, clever and fun. And, like, I'll enjoy as it goes on. But, like, right now, not great. First two episodes, you don't got your your groove on anyway. Usually your worst two episodes, right? Yeah. So I watched that. And when those first two episodes dropped, I swear every single bit of critique following regarding the show has been the exact same. Which is to say they watched the first episode and only the first episode and garnered all of their critiques and all of their issues with the show <laughs> from that one episode, maybe the second episode too, yeah. and have said, this is a blanket, here you go, here's how bad this show is. It is bad because it makes fun of adults who like animation. Yeah, I was like, isn't that like a 30 second joke in like the first episode and like yeah. never ever referred to ever again in the entirety of the series? I was like, well, if it's a show for adults, why would they make fun of people who watched 
cartoons. I was like, they do it in all adult cartoons. They they pretty much do. And I agree with you on like every point practically. I mean, the thing that gets me about it is like uh, two things, right? One, didn't we already go through this with other stuff and kind of just not learned a lesson about jumping on a hate bandwagon of something that just came out, you know? Like, was that really necessary? And of all shows, this one? Like, I, I, I think I think it was very much like, uh, I don't know, it's like, it, it was a weird, easy target. I, mean, yeah, right? I felt, and I felt like that from everybody's critique. I was like, you guys are making the exact same critiques on the exact same points from the exact same, the exact two episodes, not even three, four, not five, six, not seven, eight, one, two, the first two episodes. Yeah. Right? You're making the exact same points in every single video that I have to imagine just talking about this was like, here you go. Here's a quick video that I could churn out <laughs> to meet my monthly quota of videos for YouTube. Yeah. And I, I hate to say that, but it's like, I could like, if, if so, I, I'm not going to link anybody because that'd be a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I was like, if I could list, I would list off right now at least like a dozen people where they're like, hey, I made the same joke about like, oh, did you guys see the joke that they made at the beginning of Velma episode one about how every CW show basically starts with like a bunch of excessive sexual content <laughs> and then they never do it again. And then all the cartoon girls were naked and that's super uncomfortable. I was like, yes, we all saw it. Every single person has made that critique. They never do it ever again in the series. They never over-sexualize these cartoon characters again. They did exactly what they said they were doing, the same way Riverdale did it, <laughs> like they mentioned in the show. It like, it was a bad joke, and we get it. Yeah. Like, it didn't land when we saw it on the TV show. It's not Your critique on the bad joke is bad critique. It doesn't tell me anything more than what I already knew, right? Yeah, plus, also, like, this is kind of just reinforcing the fact that people, our studios can make really bad quality shows, yeah. shows of bad quality and put them out and people will love it even if they hate it because it makes people talk about it. And like, instead of people just being like, oh yeah, that show, you know, it decided being an easy target. I'm just not gonna watch or talk about it because I don't want this show to keep going. And instead people love to do that stuff. And we're probably gonna get another season of Elma, even yeah, though- I think they said they confirmed a season two because they well, there you go. <laughs> I hate watching numbers are so high. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of the people who's like, you know what? I don't mind that Shaggy's black because that's not like a key aspect of his personality. Yeah. I mean, me like, either. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're really mad that Fred is a rich, a, uh, a rich privileged asshole. Oh no. Like he's only ever been just like a random white guy ever before who wears on ascot like, yeah i mean to be fair to the fandom of the scooby-doo series like i would understand them being a little like oh man they took my beloved characters and changed them to make them like mean-spirited uh jokes about because it maybe it feels like a attack on their fandom or their like love of this series but at the same time if this show had come out and no one watched it and they would have died then that would have been it you know like that th that that's all yeah but instead people saw this easy target and made a huge amount of like stir and uh videos about and now it's become a thing that will continue and the very thing that's possible the fandom just didn't want to see will continue to be a thing because it worked 
You know, it brought in viewers. Yeah, it, we're talking about okay. So we talk about White Noise, which is a movie that. Um, yeah, I saw that. Well, yeah, which is a shame. Cause, you know, I don't think it deserves it. I I don't didn't like the movie, but I don't think it was bad. A, apparently, a lot of people did not like. Right, like it's, it doesn't have a favorable score. It has like maybe like a sixty. Right, in terms of like IMDb <laughs> on like Rotten Tomatoes, who cares? Right, like all those aggregate score places, like don't rate it yeah. highly. Um, well, I could get my freaking Rotten Tomatoes diatribe any day. Um, but uh, <laughs> yep. you know, we no one's talking about white noise today, right? It's whatever, who cares? Even though there's yeah. a huge plot point where one of the guys is obsessed with Hitler, you would think people would be complaining about white noise a lot more than they are. Right, but guess what? It wasn't an easy target. No one talked about it. It faded out of existence, basically. Right, but Velma comes, easy target, and so it's like, wow, that thing blew up, and now we're getting a second season. We ain't getting <laughs> no white noise too. I mean, there's nowhere to go for that movie. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's no, not yeah, for sure. But okay, I think what let's let's tie this all back but what are your final thoughts on white noise man <laughs> okay um you cut the velma stuff it's fine i don't need anybody talking about velma with me no no it's all right it's a, it's about 30 30 for both <laughs> okay um uh my final thoughts on white noise um i think the movie is messy um it is very very well executed messy it's a very good very well polished messy like oh, the actors are great the writing is really good and the you know presentation is very well shot but at the end of the day it's like it doesn't work as like a coherent story unless you like really try to like make it fit together and i think i did i think i did a really good job of like putting in like modern day america americana culture and like, you know, late stage capitalism, po post COVID reaction kind of stuff with it. Yeah. But like, even then, when you attach all that theming, I feel like it still feels like it still feels like a stretch, if that makes sense. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree because I mean, for me, uh, I didn't really Im immediately draw a connection to COVID, even though after what you've said, I've, I can definitely see that point of view. I mean, for me, I think I was just trying to like, connect the ideas of like death and how people uh and the characters at least interact and are uh affected by their ideas of death you know and are obsessed with trying to uh find a way to stop being obsessed with death almost because we didn't really go into it that much but it's i don't think there's that much of a need like in the third act where we find out more about babette his wife and how she starts taking meds and part of this experimental shady clinical trial to treat death anxieties and all these things so like death was a huge part of this movie and the, the topics and themes of death and how these characters interact with them but i just kind of wish they had went about it a little bit differently if that was going to be their main through line yeah. of like of the plot of the movie which they didn't end up doing and it was felt more like a series of satirical like commentary on certain things that we're all kind of independent, but also tied into each other a little bit. I think you're right, as I would say this movie felt very messy. I didn't really like it that much, but I don't think it was a bad movie by any means. And I would probably tell someone to check it out, but you know, it probably won't be their favorite movie of the year. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think it landed very highly for me personally. <laughs> uh, I will say, look, okay, yeah. I mean, hey, great song at the end. Yeah, love wonderful song i'm super into it <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I think other than that, I think we're all good. Um, don't watch Velma. I don't think it's worth it. Um, you definitely don't need to. We don't have to talk about it ever again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> and yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's a wrap. All right, cool. With that, thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Just Pick Something podcast. I'm Jake's. That's my co-host Franco. Let us know your thoughts. Um, if you want to send us your opinions, you can send it to an email. We will check it and and answer any questions we get. But we have been pretty sporadic lately. But if you still want to send it, just comment. Send us an email at jpspmailbag at gmail.com. It take us a while to respond. Like, share, subscribe. Like this video, share it, talk about it with your friends. Um, what else do people do? Comments on it. Click the little bell for notifications. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for listening. This episode's intro and outro song is VHS Dreams by Sean Ivers. Link in the description. Thank you for listening. And until next time. <laughs>